battle's going to be a classic because, as you as you know, I've been pumping Marty Leslie for a couple of years now. Alamu! Oh, oh. It's very easy to be exposed as an open side if you don't have your mate up your backside. They don't build him like that anymore. Does it for me to tingle up the spine, the tingle in the loins? Messy me, that could have put him in Ward 4. I hope not, Bill. That's a maternity ward. Looked like a blind man in a brothel just left groping. <laughs> G'day everybody, welcome back to Saddle Chat Off-Season uh, Season 2, Episode 2 Big Malo Eli Lee, out to our uh, Tongan community uh, Happy Tongan Language Week I uh, hope you're keeping up with the posts uh, on the social media Thanks to everyone that's uh, taken part uh, In um, spreading the uh, message for Tongan Language Week So um have a good week, and uh, big shout out as well to Hell's Pizza, uh, our podcast sponsor. Go to hell.co.nz and 0800-666-111. Um, you see that uh, post that Hack put up last week? Or oh, this week? Which one? Of the pizza? You just saying thanks to Hell's yeah. Pizza? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, two pizzas. Yeah, he was hungry boy. Just going to throw that out there, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks to Hell's Pizza. Uh, we're going to go around the table real quick, get around the panel, uh, hacks away, and we'll, we'll talk about that soon. But uh, off to my left here, huge uh, eventful day, but how are you, man? <laughs> nah, good, mate. It's uh, been a while, actually, since I've been on a pod, so mm. good to be back. Good to see everyone. Good and to get the invite, though. Like, good to get the invite, yeah. yeah, yeah. Feel welcomed. Um, but no, nah, it's good. It's um, just good actually seeing people face to face again mm. apart from the family so um it's good actually to get in here and have a bit of a chit uh, chat so um but uh, eventful day a few incidents with uh daughter getting the ears pissed and uh, her face mask getting stuck in it but yeah that's a story for another time um but now all going well um good to be in level two now unicum pharmacy i believe it, was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't i don't know it was but i don't want to tarnish yeah, you Shout out. <laughs> uh, is he um, pretty happy to come out of level three and then level two pretty quickly? Uh, yes, 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 very much so. Um, it's pretty pretty tough going, eh, the last, last couple of weeks. Actually, being here is actually the first time I've actually left Porirua in the last <laughs> three weeks or so. I haven't ventured to, just ventured down to the Whitby Village and, yeah, that was pretty much it. Polta Hanui as well, just to get some gas. But, um, so, yeah, nice to... Kind of spread the wheat, the wings a, a wee bit. Spread the legs. <coughs> Very much. Mm, spread the legs, spread the yeah, legs yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, mālo lele, mālo to our Tongan uh, family. Um, and, yeah, I hope uh, you're all enjoying Tongan language week. And those of us non-Tongans, I hope you're, um, yeah, doing some of those uh, phrases and um, and sentences a, a bit of a go around the, ho- around the house and also out of work if you're back at work and school. You got any? Got a word? That you could share off the top of your head. Oh, I just um, I, I don't speak much Tongan at all. I, I, I have learned a wee bit, but um, I actually like using say bear, um, yeah. say bear, which is to most of the boys, Tonga boys around um, the club and that, um, and also just you know through some of the teams that I'm involved with through work and that, which is pretty straightforward. Say bear, and that's basically asking, "Are you well?" And then um, generally you respond to that by saying "say bear malo," which is "I'm well, thank you." So yeah, so um, that's probably one that you could probably. Stick into your pocket there every time you bump into a Tongan that you know of, and yeah, um, utilize that. Yeah, I got one as well. Picked it up through, uh, I think it was Joe McKissie uh, a few years back, and it was uh, Tuku Efe Lahi. 
I think it was something like, do you want to fight? <laughs> um, came in handy a few times. Mm. <laughs> yeah, happy talking lands week. <laughs> uh, Hope, uh, at a level, uh, level four now. You've pretty much been all over Wellington, uh, <laughs> driving around between bubbles and stuff. Uh, happy to be able to, yeah, happy to be able to lock down and actually use the gym and, and stuff as well. Yeah, it's quite good actually. Um, roads a bit more busier now. It's a bit sad, but yeah, it's good to be out and about. My uh, favorite lunch shop still closed though, so if you want to open up TJ Pocky, just let us know. Yeah, but yep. What if they've closed? I was thinking that today and I was, it really hurt me, but hopefully they're not. Yeah. Hopefully they just haven't been out fishing. Give me some salmon. Yeah, it's fair. Maybe they'll just open up on Monday or something like that. Here's to hoping. If anyone's got the inside scoop, just let me know. Hmm. Uh, did you guys think we'd come down to two that quick? No. No, I didn't. I thought we'd have a, at least another weekend mm. at three. But happy we did. Yeah, hell yeah. Hmm. I was joyous. Um, well, I thought they'll do the full four week kind of cycle and end us next next Tuesday. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was wrapped. Started making plans straight away. Yeah, oh, I was stoked. Like I, I, I don't actually mind a lockdown for a short period of time because it's a good chance to actually sort of unwind and slow down a bit. But um, for rugby reasons, I was pretty happy to get it um to level two because we can start training again now. So should be all good. Yeah, it kind of. Brings me to the the next part of, I guess, just a quick lockdown chat is um because oh man I reckon it dragged day compared to last year's lockdown mm. like it really dragged for me <laughs> I don't know what it was but um besides having to stay home and um and stuff unless you kind of need to go out did you enjoy the break um did you feel like it was a bit of a break or we we still pumped with work um do you feel like you've kind of uh, charge the batteries again. Hope. I don't really like lockdown because I still work anyway. So, and it's more like you're just literally sitting all day because mm. you're working and then you see everyone else also sitting doing nothing, but you just want to be doing nothing. So I always wish that, you know, in lockdown I could have the time off, but yeah. So, and then it's hard to switch off from work to just chilling out, I guess. But now I'm used to it but I still can't wait to go back into the office. Yeah. How about you, Is? Yeah, I mean, um, I think we call it a working from home, but it's actually it's actually us trying to work, mm. if you know what I mean, like in the midst of this pandemic. So um, I, I guess fortunately for, I'm sure, all of us, we, there was enough for us to kind of keep, you know, keep going and enough work to do from home and that. But um, I, I, don't, I don't mind it, to be honest. I, you know, like um, you certainly save... Uh, a bit, yeah. Um, yeah, all of a sudden, I mean, mm. you know, obviously, when you get out there and you have to get your essentials, but yeah, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're you know, you're cooking a wee bit more than you normally do, baking all of a sudden, no those, petrol, don't have to no petrol, petrol. yeah. So, yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't mind it, and, and yeah, just, um, it's just good to kind of kick around at home and spend more time with the, the family and that, and um. Yeah, and saying that, you know, obviously it's nice now to be at level two. So while it's not kind of, we're kind of, you know, fully immersed now back into what is kind of everyday. You know, we're kind of, yeah, I guess slowly getting back into things sort of, you know, some of the restrictions been mm-hmm. eased up a wee bit, which is good too. And you you, you touched it on, on on that just before, but um, like it's been a pretty busy year rugby-wise. Like, do you feel like this has recharged there a bit? 
Yeah, it was. It was a bit of a roller coaster actually of emotions. It was um, when it first was announced that we're going into lockdown. Um, mainly just with rugby, we were getting into a pretty good momentum um, with our under nineteen program, and we sort of had four weeks to go. And it was, um, yeah, would have been good to keep that momentum going. But then, as you said, like I'd been having pretty busy schedule pre that, so I was actually quite good just to slow down and be able to just to sit at home. And I was still busy. I was still working from home, and things didn't quieten down much there, but. It's quite cool to not have to be anywhere, if you know mm. what I mean. And you could um, go out and go for more walks with the kids and that. Um, thankfully, the weather was pretty good most of the, lo- most of the lockdown as well. Uncanny, eh? Yeah, which was awesome. So got out to go for a few walks and things like that. So, yeah, didn't mind it, but I'm quite happy to be out of it now and get back into footy and, yeah, feel pretty refreshed and recharged. Yeah. I guess, I guess for myself, like, it was, uh, it was kind of bittersweet because through the year it felt quite busy. And sometimes when you get to the back end of the rugby season, especially now, like the deeper you get back, deeper you get into the club, like it, it is quite full on. Mm. Like at, at the end of last seven's season, bro, I was done. I was absolutely done. I didn't want to do any more rugby and anything like that. Um, and then this time around, it's kind of I felt like it was timely, but I say it's bittersweet because then I miss people. Like I felt like I struggled a bit more through this one, mm. eh? Because um, I like connecting with people and you know catching up and things like that. So I think I, I wasn't a massive struggle. I know there's people out there kind of struggling for real and stuff, but um, yeah, I'm, I was happy as like yeah. <laughs> I was hanging on every announcement that came out. I just hoping for a miracle and stuff. And when it dropped yeah. to do to just messaging everyone. Eh? So up to yeah. you Saturday. Yeah. What, what are we doing? It's funny you mentioned that connecting because that's obviously during lockdown. There's a there's there's another side of connecting. We obviously you can connect online mm. as you do, and we had a bit of a family catch up with some cousins that are kind of second and third cousins that we all grew up together, and now we've kind of spread our wings. And mm. yeah, so we we jumped on this call with um this was my mum's dad's side of the family. So we had um you know one of my cousins Lawrence dining in from Vegas, and Dawn was in Melbourne, and you know some in Auckland, and and it was we had about nine on the call, and so Dwayne he he called and he was out at Upper Hut, and so. Um, there were nine of us and it was so funny because it, it initially was just going to be a couple of hours you know you can just grab a drink mm-hmm. and catch up and that and it just it was so funny because all these stories started to come out from years <laughs> and years ago like and then people kind of dropped off the call and then it got to the point where there were about four of us left and it was me and my cousin Ray in Hong Kong Dwayne was by then he was about a dozen deep and then he just <laughs> he literally just disappeared off the call but it's, he, he'd obviously gone to sit outside in their little kind of patio and up hunt must fall asleep. So his phone was still on. And then my cousin Scylla in Auckland, she did the same. She was she was, you know, on a all of a sudden she was having a few drinks and then all of a sudden it was a coffee and she was trying to stay awake. And and me and Ray were just in this you know, just women heart to heart. And then she disappeared off the call. It just got to the point where we were talking for about another hour or so and just completely you know, we're, we we were like, are these two even still yeah. But also and so it was seven hours later. And so mm. those those types of things are when I look back on it, like we all jumped on the following morning and joking about how it was survival of the fittest kind of thing. But it was actually really cool. So like exactly what you say, you know, that interaction, which is awesome that we get that now after so long. But um you're so right, eh? That connection thing and so having to yeah. utilize obviously the Zoom thing and then that was that was really cool. Well that's the thing though. No, just imagine if we didn't have Zoom or the technology oh, these man. days and we had to go into this lockdown, you'd be, be pretty leaders. lost though. Eh? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> be pen pals. Yeah, yeah. Lucky for Zoom, they must have blown up big time mm. when this went down. Um, it's funny you say that. Though. Well, I reconnected with some Aussie cousins last lockdown, uh, which is uh, real good, and now we stay in contact more often, which is good. 
Uh, the boys had a couple of drinks this this time around lockdown, but it was way different to last year. Like last year, we we're, we're going hard on it, and they just they were just sipping on on stuff we we're watching in the league this year. Still haven't had a drink yet, eh? Haven't you? I think it's been six weeks, man. Oh, uh, you'll be thirsty. Be oh, very mate, thirsty. Uh, it's gonna be dangerous. <laughs> thirsty for a drink too, eh? Gee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, prize giving postponed again. Um, double booked on the night, so we are looking. Sorry, it's changed again. Yeah, I think the thirtieth, the week after Labor Weekend. Um. Yeah, just due to functions. These other functions that are booked in. Not sure how they'll do it with the 50 people thing, but I'm sure they'll manage. On to a bit of footy. Uh, no Farah Palmer Cup or MPC yet, but they're due to start on 18th. Yeah, next week. So a couple of weeks of... Um, without the Auckland teams. Without them. Well, yeah, yeah they've either got to relocate or... Yeah, they they're going to take them on the end of the year. Yeah, they've made yeah. a, I think they've added an additional week for those catch-up games. At the end of the season, there's a lot of catch up games if they miss out a few weeks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what stories? It's tough, though. Because you don't want to bring them out because it's a lot of time, a lot of mm. money, I guess, as well. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Must have to sacrifice Auckland again. Yeah. Doing it tough yeah. up there, eh, bro? They are. It's, um, yeah, you feel for them. Yeah. Pretty tricky. It's, and it's, I mean, even just thinking about this 19 stuff, um, with, we've, well, talked off, off uh, the mic before but um, so in my under-19s group we've got a couple of Aucklanders that have come down for uni and they've made the Wellington under-19 team and um, just you sort of forget that you got those circumstances yeah. so now we're having to make contingency plans so if they can't make it back and we might have to call in some players for uh, to fill in for them as well so yeah you sort of it's nice when you sort of get to level two and everyone's all happy but then also spare a thought I guess for the, the Aucklanders up there doing it tough Especially with the floods and everything as well that oh. they've gone through, then the supermarket stuff happening last weekend, oh, last Friday. Yeah, yeah, not, no good. Can't catch a break. Like, um, mm. there's a lot of jokes and kind of memes going around, all lighthearted stuff, but it's actually pretty tough up there, right? Mm. A lot of families and stuff uh, struggling. Um, yeah, Rep Footy is that starting the same nineteen starting the same weekend? Yeah, so we're, uh, I think, pretty sure it's locked in for next. Saturday, 18th, um, first game. So the rules were we had to get at least two contact sessions in. So they were going to make a call this Friday on whether or not the competition would um, resume. But um, thankfully, because it went to level two so quickly, we can get in enough contact sessions that we can get back to playing. So, yeah, we've basically just moved our schedule that we'll, the final four weeks we're meant to play will start from next Saturday. So, yeah, get a full full so schedule. The, so the schedule will just be as per yeah. it was before. Yeah, yeah. So, so we play a Hurricane Shield. So we play uh, the Hurricane Heartland in the 20s next Saturday. That's up in Palmy. Weekend after that, we're playing Hawke's Bay in the 19s. That's at home. It was meant to be at um, Hut Rec, but I think because some of the venues have been booked out prior to that, we, we're trying to find a ground. So it might be out Tawa or somewhere like that. Possibly Polydor. Um Manawatu under 19s after that up in Palmy, and then we finish with Wanganui Development uh, back here at home, unsure of the venue yet. So, so good. Another four games. So, be nice for the boys. So, it'll be your team bringing Delta back into Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Be our, our fault. And uh, Centurion's going ahead. Maldi's going ahead. And uh, just no, no Samoans uh, at the moment. Yeah. yeah, we're pretty faulty. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, for, for those people out there, there was initially going to be uh, that Hurricanes Festival, I think they call it, 
obviously Wellington Centurions, Wellington Māori, Wellington Samoans. But um, yeah, with obviously things sort of dragging out a wee bit, um, Wellington Rugby we've been working to trying to yeah get programs for all three, but um, the Samoans unfortunately missed out. Um, Why? It, well, I don't know. Yeah. You would have thought priority, at, le- at least the multi game. Yeah. Because that's, exactly. that's something that both yeah. sides look yeah. forward to it's every tradition. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the multi versus Samoan game. Yeah. But. Yeah. And, and, like, and like you said with your 19th, we, we had a hit out and then we were sort of building nicely. Yeah. Most of the guys um, post club season had sort of committed to work for a couple of weekends, but knew that obviously with the Centurions and the multi games locked in, um, you know, they were going to be available to yeah, come down and, yeah, and, um, and have a run around, but yeah, not to be for us. Mm. So yeah, next year is actually fifty years of wanting to some old rugby. So we'll uh, put some yeah plans in place and get a meaningful nice. campaign for mm. them next year and have a crack of the Centurions next year. Yeah, and you're involved with the Māori under eighteen girls. Hope yes, is that still happening? Uh, yes, so far it is. Yep. yep. So I think we're supposed to be starting on the eighteenth as well. Um, yeah, but some of the girls are still training for their finals. I think some of the yeah because college yeah still have to play their final, don't mm. they? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a tough one. Eh? Come back and play a final just yeah. straight away. Um, yeah, I mean, at the risk of getting our tenth complaint for the year, just I don't understand that. Eh? If everyone else's draw just fits in, and I just go, oh, no, there's no no draw for you guys. I just don't know why they can't just do it how it was originally planned. Anyway, anyway, uh, other rugby that's kind of happening at the moment. The ABs. How good, three for three. Aussie just couldn't win anything at the moment. Anyone? Everyone watched the game? Yep. Thoughts? Yeah, good performance. Um, I thought the best part of the game was when we actually, well, not the red card itself, but the 20 minutes that the guys defended. But unfortunately, when we finally got back to 15, that that we led in the try, but... um, That tends to happen, though, because you think you defend so hard because you're a man down, and then as soon as you get someone off, you sort of relax a bit and sort of drop our guard, the their guard. So, but no, it was pretty good, pretty impressive. Um, like a, Akira Yuani is that performance. You sort of, it's one of those ones where people talk about for quite a while about that single game performance. So seeing him and his brother perform was uh, pretty cool to see as well. But yeah, pretty dominant, I thought. Mm. Um, one of the differences that, that I can see in these two teams at the moment, it's just the urgency, bro. Like, that Akira uh, set up when he set up. Um, who did he set up outside him? He drew the last guy. And Will Jordan, was it? Yeah, yeah, Will. Yeah. Um, he makes that break, and I think it might be the Aussie number eight or Lucy or even a lock that's inside him. Like He turns and coasts first and then looks to get urgent. But if that was an ABs player, he turns and, and blitzes straight away, you know, just like small efforts like that around the puck where they just not give up. But... And I reckon that's a huge difference between the two teams at the moment. I love it. I love when Aussie lose. Um, yeah. What do you think of the game is? I was, I was, I was obviously amped and was looking forward. So I was glad that obviously the boys got the result. Um, just you know, thinking that we went into that with three of our top players, who are probably the best of their positions in the world, really. Eh? You think Aaron Smith? We talk about the influence that he has. Richie Mulga, Sam Whitelock. So we're in without those three. We lose Geordie during the game. We lose Artie and Taylor during yeah. the game as well. So just just the depth that we can just bring guys in and like Blackadder came on and just slotted straight in. And, you know, George Bauer, I mean, who would have, yeah. you know, 12 months ago, if, if George Bauer, if anyone said to George Bauer, you're going to be, you know, starting to lose their prop for the ABs in a 
Blues Cup test. Mm. You know, even he would have, yeah. you know, been thinking, no way. But um, and it, it's cool watching. Um, so obviously, I, I follow the All Blacks on yeah. Instagram, and you just see George Barry just seems like a real happy go lucky sort of guy yeah. joking around. He seems like mm. he's one of those um, guys in the squad that everyone loves to be around because mm. he mm. doesn't take things too seriously and he's a bit of a character. So yeah. pretty cool to see. Yeah, he's just mm. loving loving life at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. But the the the, the, the it just it just really like you know the performance that Akira put on put on like um. You know, that's just we're just we're just rich with you know, these talented players, and I know that he gets a lot of flack and stuff like that. But um, you just give guys a bit of time, and then they. It, it, but the thing that gets me where we where we are just streets ahead of Aussie at the moment is micro schools, eh? Yeah, like catch and pass, like yeah. like you know some of the you saw some of the catch and pass. I, I can't remember who gave it, whether it was Will Jordan or. Um, but it just—it's just crisp. It's accurate. It's just—and that's because they train it. Yeah. Like you know, I know that um, you know, people think you know, what is the secret to the ABs? You know, what 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 are behind the scenes? What what is it? But you look at it. It's just everything is just accurate. You know, and it's just the skills, the micros that they they work on. You know, post training, they spend a good 10, 15, 20 minutes on their little you know skills that during the game and the heat of the battle, they're just going to be able to make it work. You know, yeah. so yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome to watch. Well, the other one was um Tokeaho, um who just came on and he yeah yeah well, I was he didn't look out that. of place at all. Like yeah, when exactly. Co- when Taylor and Artie went down to leaders amongst the group, mm. you're a little bit worried. Um and Geordie had been off as well, but um yeah, he just come on and it's just seamless. He come in and done his job, carried hard, done his set piece well. So couple of big effort plays yeah, as well from yeah, him. So pretty impressive, really. When you he's what I mean, not up for you no know, Dane Coles. He's your fourth ranked hooker. Yeah, pretty mm. impressive. Nailed his first line out as well. Eh? Just real confident, just going straight yeah. in there. Um, talking about before about their catch pass and stuff like. Sometimes they know they they can just throw it anyway, and they know it's going to hit the ground, but it's going to go to someone or someone's going to be there to recover it anyway. Um, and no, I forgot my other point. Uh, Hope, what do you think of the game? I didn't actually watch it. Aye! Yeah. What were you drinking on Saturday? Or oh, Sunday, eh? It was a Sunday. Sunday. I was actually, like, sleeping. Sure. Mm, had, like, a 10-hour sleep that night. It was crazy. Did you watch the highlights? Yeah. <laughs> I, did <all. laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I just saw the school. Yeah, no, but, um, uh, uh, did, on, on that, do you like the Sunday kickoff? I Sunday game? I actually quite enjoyed it. Like, have dinner and watch a bit of All Blacks on Sunday? Oh, I was a bit confused that night, thinking it was a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's sweet. Yeah. Sleeping late. And I realised I'd work the next day, so I didn't like that part. This week's Sunday game as well. Mm. Um, I, was, I was so grateful that the ABs played after the Warriors. Oh, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to the Warriors. No, he's not talking about Warriors. But, man, <laughs> that was so frustrating watching the Warriors. So it was great that, yeah, mm. that, that was timely, that, that ABs game. Um, so, pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing I was going to mention before is um, sometimes, like, when the ABs are getting interviewed and stuff, and they're like, oh, we don't really talk about or focus on those kind of things and stuff. But every now and then they'll, they'll say something and you're like, oh, it must have been a discussion that they've had before. Because uh, more than a couple of times I heard someone say, yeah, it's the third time in, in 10 years or something that we've um, taken them three in a row. And I was like, see, they do think about those things. You know, they do talk about it and uh, the drivers like that, even though they say to the media, no, we don't really think about those kind of things, which is cool. Um, nice. 
Uh, was there another game? South Africa beat uh, No, that was a uh, week before. Eh? That was a couple of weeks ago, no, again. Nice. Okay, let's go to the poos and wees <laughs> with the Warriors. Unbelievable way. I missed his years saying D-Man must be filthy. Sharks were relying on them. Didn't fire a shot. They should have just got on the bus and went straight to Mad Monday. Yeah, I mean, Dwayne and I watched the game with vested interest. <laughs> I mean, you know, Dwayne obviously was obviously wanting the Warriors to win, which would then allow his Sharks to get through. So, you know, and I obviously wanted to make sure, you know, because Warriors is my second team. Yeah. Um, and so I was hoping that they get up as well. Um, but yeah, Dwayne was, yeah, he was, he knew it was going to be pretty, pretty much touch and go. It would be close. The size might get up on close one. We didn't see that 48 0 score in the end. It was, yeah, it's pretty frustrating, pretty sad as well when you think, um, what they've, you know, what they've had, you know, I mean, the sacrifice they've had to make for the last couple of years and mm-hmm. that. And in, in the last game, no, it was going to be their last game. Um, you know, and even, you know, the likes of RTS who they've obviously lost and, you thought, you know, pick up Peter Hooker's last game, like yeah. it was so much to play for, you know, to finish the season off mm. um, in, in some sort of style. But yeah, oh, man, I actually, I actually bumped into a guy today um, wearing a Warriors hoodie um, in Puriro. I went to drop mum off, and then don't wear it. Eh? And <laughs> then I just, I, so I like said to him, only. I said to him, tough old game, tough old game of the weekend, bro. And he goes, he goes, I don't know, I don't even know why I put this on, but you know, <laughs> he's, he's hearty Warriors, yeah. and he said, you know, like. He, you know, the fact that you even just asked me, like, you know, I just think, I don't know why I put it on, but, you know, but you know, and then we just said a bit of a yarn about the finals and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, pretty gutted, eh? Pretty gutted. Just uh, frustrating. Just Warriors, just frustrating. Like, I'm pretty hearty Warriors as well, but just watching them this year has just been so frustrating. Like, they can do some amazing things and play some awesome games, and then you get a bit excited about some of the players they've rec- recruited and... Yeah, just but just build you up. Yeah, let you down. I actually think that they've recruited really well mm. um, for the most part. Get rid of that Gronk, Kane Evans. He yeah. can go. Matt Lodge needs to pull his head in. If you want to throw punches, at least connect with one of them. Yeah, <laughs> all air swings, all of them. Yeah, but I don't. I don't mind him being aggressive, but just doing it through his leak, yeah. for his footy, you know. Um, and then up block. I know it's going to sound stupid. I'm hopeful for next year. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah. But we still got Fanor Blake. Uh, is that Masala guy? Like Masala. Yeah, yeah. Masala. Um, what well, we still got Walsh. Got Walsh. Walsh. Yeah. Uh, Sean Johnson's coming. You got to, you got to, you got to watch them, man. Yeah, honestly, Bunsy yeah. four, Tonal Brown, Montoya. Uh, he Josh played all right. Curran goes good. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've signed the Melbourne Storm guy, the Aaron Pinay. Not Pinnay, the yeah, not yeah. the All Black one, but the. Yeah, um, he's actually a he's a unit man. He's, I mean, a, I saw he's a big boy. Yeah, I saw him shake hands with Nelson. I suppose him on the last week after their game. Yeah, and there's not much difference. Mm, and yeah. I suppose him on otherwise tells by everyone. But yeah, yeah Karen goes good. Eh? Goes I'll good. tell you who the Warriors should throw a lot of money at now. It just looks like he's going to leave his club. Would be Tarek Sims. Like if Warriors could get him, there I reckon they'd fix a whole whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I know he's New South Welshman, but it's you know, <laughs> sign him up. Well, I don't know why no one else doesn't want him. Like he played for the Blues this year. Yeah, and Dragons told him basically that you can look for other clubs if you want a longer term deal. So where do? And Warriors will have enough money. Yeah, getting rid of well, not getting rid of, but Roger leaving, and I have a bit of money in the reserves. Well, I think we need a hooker or move Nakarima to hooker. Um, get rid of that walking penalty, bloody Jazz Tavanga. 
He's so hot, cold, eh? Like when he's good, bro, he's the man. Bro, he, nah, nah, you 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 break, you take him as he is, man. You embrace him. He brings he brings heat. He brings about he, six penalties a game. Hey, in ten minutes on the bench. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some guys who do that, but yeah, I'd I'd, I'd keep him, man. He's your point of difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, then yeah, find a spot from put him at prop or. I reckon we just need a strike center, like a, a strike center as well, someone that can break a game over him. Mm. So you watch it, you know, obviously the beauty of lockdown is they replay a lot of old school, you know, in in around and union and stuff like that. But I saw some footage of Nigel Wangana back in the day. Yeah. Man, he was gun, man. It's right. the Warriors could have era, some, oh, Torpy. Oh, man. Villa Sandy. So good. <laughs> so good. Did you catch the game, uh, <laughs> Sleeping. Still just sleeping. Still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a 10-hour block. Yeah. Uh, move on, yeah. move on from the Warriors. Um, is uh, disappointed to finish second? We finished first yes. equal, technically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we finished, we finished under and twenty under thirty points back yeah. on point stuff. But yeah, I'll take first equal. Yeah, nah, oh, yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to the storm that storm game with uh, who did they play? Uh, I'm just trying to think now. They. They played the Sharks. Yeah. yeah. So that game was in the balance for a wee bit, and then the Storm blew them away later on. Had the, had the Sharks been able to sneak a win, you know, obviously we just needed to win to, to take the minor premiership, which would have been cool. But um, other than that, yeah, I'm pretty happy with where the Panthers are at. They've finally got their full kind of... Yeah, everyone's back on board. Everyone's back now. Everyone's they, um, and so that was their second game with everyone kind of fit now. Um, and they're building nice, I reckon. So they've got the... And they've Everybody got the addition of Tavita Pangai now yeah, as well. Yeah, Pangai Jr. brings brings something off the bench, man. So, yeah. No, pretty pretty good, I reckon. Yeah, and, and no Latrell Mitchell. It's a shame because I, I love Latrell. Like, you know, like he's obviously a blue and I, I just love the way he plays in that. But, yeah, he just rides a fine line. He's high octane, high emotion. And, yeah, they got that wrong, that tackle. So, he won't be playing, which is a wee bit of a shame because they've got that young kid at the back now. But, Cleary's just going to be it's just gonna be bombs away. So, if Cleary gets his way, yeah, could be pretty straightforward this week and uh turbo and uh sea bullers have made the four eh? yeah the yeah. uh, fourth they play the storm and i reckon uh pretty decent chances this is the time to get them yeah yeah um it's gonna be one of the best final series yeah in a while that friday night game storm versus sea yours mm. will be the match around i reckon yeah definitely and for you punters out there now that uh old hex not here at the moment uh get on the get on a multi there mm. Paying real good, um, the margins. While you're speaking, Manly, I don't know if you guys saw that story about Keith Titmuss who passed away yeah. suddenly last year in preseason training. He was due to be part of their first grade squad this year. Um, 23, just unfortunately dropped dead after a training run, which is mm. just a real, real shame. And they still, they still can't work out why. Like, yeah, which is I think it was a heart condition of some form. But he was, you know, apparently just yeah. Um, no signs of anything and yeah um so anyway long story short melbourne have paid out his contract 100k mm. uh, which he would have made over the next sort of three four years or something um touch, which eh? is pretty awesome yeah and mm. so that those kinds of those are the things that yeah just remind you just yeah just how um special the yeah the game mm. can be and, and and great for a club to be able to do that um because you know they're not you know technically they're not you know kind of um it's not expected, or it's not, yeah, but yeah. but for them to, to do that is, yeah, is it's pretty good, good touch, it's pretty awesome. So yeah, so it just makes me 
Yeah, want them to Banada. get a little more yeah. this weekend. Hopefully they can do a job for their um, former play. They're firing. So from here, we know Ezra's going to go panties all the way. Uh, who's your pick to go all the way from here, Hope? Um, who finished up at the table? Storm. Mm. Might go Roosters. Well, that's a dark horse, there. Yeah. It's a lot of pick. entries, but they're going good for... Huge? Oh, I think it's Panthers to lose, to be fair. Um, they've, like, if they can keep everyone healthy and keep that squad they've named for this week on the, on the pitch, they're going to be pretty hard to beat, I'd say. They're um, pretty... There's no weak points in that team. Um, only thing I would have think... I wouldn't have had Christen on the wing. I would have pushed him into centres. There's my only sort of judgement on that, but... Yeah, I guess when you've got so many good players, you've got to put them somewhere. Um, but yeah, I think it's I'm picking a Storm Panthers repl- like replay of the grand final last year, but maybe this, the Seagulls is the only other one that might be able to sneak in there. It's my pick. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see a repeat of that final way. See the, see the Panthers get up there, uh, my second team. Oh, <laughs> they won the second team. Give us a, a winning team in margin, uh, Storm Seagulls. 12 and under or 13 oh. plus? I might go Seagulls. 12 and under. Good pick. Yeah, the Storm, no Ado car. Mm. And potentially no Munster is a bit dodgy. Yeah. Um, Seagulls, yeah, 12 and under. Yeah, you still think Storm will make the final, but I'm going to say Seagulls as well, 12 and under. No, I'm going Storm, 12 and under. Championship uh, calibre. Uh, Roosters, Titans. Roosters, we're going to win it. 12 and under? Nah, 13 plus. Yeah. You Roosters. So, Titans, how the Titans got into the finals. <laughs> uh, seriously. They've won, po- the won 40% of their games yeah. this year. I think they won 10 from 24 or whatever. And just what they did to the Warriors, like, that's just unforgivable. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted that the Warriors went down that way, but I hated the way the Titans celebrated that. Yeah. All, they've, yeah. all they've done is delayed Mad Monday, really. Mate, you've got this more chance of getting a blimmin' 3 a.m. McFlurry from McDee's than yeah. the Titans getting up this week. The <laughs> Roosters, the Roosters are going to do it 20 plus. Agree? Yeah, I agree. I, like Roosters, even with the injuries, they've got a pretty solid team and they get Radley and Warrior Hargreaves back this week as well, um, which has a bit of physicality, which I don't think the Titans be. Um, David Feeder's too hit and miss for me. I reckon he's pretty overrated, to be fair, putting it out there. Um, like he can he can turn the game if he's on he's on and he's unstoppable but he goes missing far too often for me man that guy needs to be playing 80 minutes bro yeah so um, nah Roosters at least for Fide absolutely turns it on um, I don't think they've got a chance I agree uh, Panthers 12 and under everyone got that or the Rabbitohs nah yeah, Panthers I'll go oh, I 13 reckon plus. 13 plus yeah Ooh. 13 plus Panthers yeah Middle of trail, eh? yeah literal fact not and probably the game that everyone cares, you know, less about, Eels Knights. It's just like a game on the side there, like. Your mm. pong needs to fire for the Knights to have a chance, but um, I can't it's been see. quiet all year. Eh? Yeah, yes. Mm. I'm going to pick the Knights for this one. Eels oh, were yes. outstanding against Storm, but I reckon they should have kept their momentum going last week and picked the same team. They played a whole bunch of younguns, and you saw the Knights last week, though. eh? Yeah, I seen. Yeah, I did, but I reckon. Yeah, I don't know. I'm picking it. Ponga to fire. This is this is when all these eight teams need their guns to absolutely be mm. absolutely humming, 
And so, you know, the Knights will need Pong and Pierce and you know, the Eagles will need Gutho and, and and that's where like it's really cool that I just think the Panthers um, across all these teams are really stormed like Jerome Hughes is, is their key, to be honest. I think. But they've got guns across the park, Munster and Adokan that but if you can nullify Jerome Hughes, you've got a chance and I just just think that's where the Panthers might have the air truck really. Nice. Um, quiz time. Hope Park Opa. Let's go. Let's go. Right, you guys ready? Born ready. I did have a question about the NRL, but I'll just take that one out. We just talked about it. Whatevs. Okay, so that makes there's 21 points. 21. Holy. There's a couple yeah. like multi pointed questions. Let's go. Okay. First question it's mostly about sports. Where did New Zealand finish in the Tokyo 2020 Paralympics? Oh, and how many medals did we win? That's two points. Oh, <laughs> um. Medals in total, not yep, just gold. In total. One point each. Um. <clears throat> You're just trying to expose us. <laughs> okay, next question. Two. Who is New Zealand's most successful Paralympian? Which sport did they compete in and how many gold medals have they won? That's three points. Good it's questions. Gold medals all up, by the way. Oh, gold medals? Yep. Okay. And it's not closest to, it's <laughs> the answer. Okay, next question. <laughs> Trisha Zorn is the most successful Paralympian. Which country is she from? What sport does she compete in? And how many gold medals? Yeah, how many gold medals has she won? All up. Trisha Zorn. Can you spell Zorn? No? Z-O-R-N. Okay. I think that's how you say her last name. So which country... Which what, yeah, which event, country? Yep. And how many goals? Yep. Okay, next question. One point each for this one. Which NRL team has won the most premierships and how many times have they won it? <laughs> Lots of thinking faces. <laughs> mm. 
I'd quit so far. <laughs> I tried really hard. <laughs> Is was writing a thesis. <laughs> okay, next question. This one might be controversial. Which two teams have won the most NBA championships? And previously, one of those teams was named something else. What was it? Three points. I can see Fridge didn't answer the last part of my question, so I just asked it again. <laughs> Previously, one of those teams was named something else. What was it? <laughs> okay. Uh, next question is, which team has held the Ranfurly Shield the longest? NPC team. Ever. Mm-hmm. So has had the longest tenure yeah. or yeah. has one of tenure, yeah. Yeah. Has to be the two bucks. <laughs> it's my team. Did you say how long was the tenure or was it just the team? Just the team. Okay, next question. Which New Zealand male cricketer has the most wickets in international cricket? Just which international cricketer, right? No, the New Zealand, like which New Zealand cricketer has the most out of all the New Zealanders in international cricket, which includes like all the different crickets. (laughs) Does it include all the different crickets? Yes. That's a tough one. That's not right. Okay, next question. Which team is ranked number one in the women's ODI team rankings? Hmm. Next question Who is the top try scorer in the Farah Palmer competition this year so far? Across the Premiership and Championship. Yeah. Has <clears throat> to be some blight scores, though. Has to be someone from Hawks Bay. <laughs> There's someone from Hawks Bay that's like second equal, but this person's out on their own. 
<laughs> and who are the leading try scorers in the NPC? There's three of them. <laughs> one point for each, if you get one. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have got any of these right. <laughs> I was taking this quiz. Answers, yeah. <sighs> How many rounds have they had? Three. Two. 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 Just two, eh? No. So Wellington beat Northern but lost to Waikatoa. So it's just two games. My Wikipedia entails correct. So can I ask a question? Uh, how many of their scored? It would only be three if they don't. Yeah, this or four. Is, it's three. Okay. Any hookers? Um, I don't even know. I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> one player, so one of them is from Waikato, one's from Auckland, and one's from Wellington. No, Wellington one. What'd you say, Waikato and where? In Auckland. Just check a, check a person down yeah. from each team. Um, okay, and the last question is two points. <clears throat> Who is a top test try scorer for rugby and which country does he play for? Is it Olo Brown? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though, it's been good watching those old school games and yeah. watching like Olo and all that that sort of time. Ruthless, eh? yeah, like the rucking. You, you forget how brutal it was being allowed to ruck. Like anyone on your side of the ruck just got an absolute toweling. Whether they're your, your team or not, yeah. I Sorry, I hope anyway. The question. I don't think kids today can play against those those, oh. those men. Everyone will be crying. Mm. Parents will be fighting. Oh, there was one, um, it was uh, Australia versus Wallabies versus the All Blacks. And the Australian number eight just blatantly just went and punched Sean Fitzpatrick in the face. <laughs> and the touchy seen it come on the field, flagged him. And I was thinking, obviously, now because I'm attuned to nowadays, like red card and guy goes, come out, don't do it again. And just went back again. Like, just nothing. Shocking. That's so good at the same time. Does anyone want me to repeat any questions? No, I'm not confident in any of them anyway, so. Okay. Answers. Switchy switch. Is it still running the thesis? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's running out of recipe here. Okay. First question is where did New Zealand finish in the Paralympics? We finished 21st. Oh, jeez. And we got 12 medals. I was optimistic. Next question is, who was the most successful Paralympian? Which sport did they compete in? And how many gold medals did they get? So it was Sophie Pascoe mm -hmm. in swimming. And she has 11 gold medals. Mm. 
So do you have to get all three to get the points? No, or? so it's one, no, point, one point each. Oh, <clears throat> sweet. <laughs> cheating. It's cheating already. Okay, Trisha Zorn. So she is from the USA. She's a swimmer, and she has 41 gold medals. Wow. Wow. Is anyone done a check? Yeah, I checked. Online. Not on her. Oh. She's cheating. This is what, this is quite back in the days, like, I think she started in the 80s. Right. Which NRL team has won the most premierships? And how many times? It's uh, Rabbitohs. I knew it. And they've won it 21 times. Oh, wow. Point each. Um, okay, which two teams have won the most NBA championships? One point each. So it was the um, the Celtics and the Lakers. And the Lakers used to be called, well, they lost the Los Angeles Lakers now, but they used to be the Minnesota Lakers. Uh, what about the not- <laughs> New York Knickerbockers? <laughs> well, the Turbos. <laughs> uh, which team has held the Ramfalu Shield the longest? It's Southland. Oh, hey. For eight years, 10 months, and 23 days. Really? Is it back in the 1800s? Or- yeah. I didn't write down what day it was, but. Just it's a four-year. What did you guys think? Is looking in your. Uh, we've all got Auckland, but we'll probably say. Uh, they had it for the like eight years, but in the most matches or something, but they didn't have it for like the longest time. Because yeah. Auckland had it for eight years and they had 60 odd defences. Yeah. But the longest tenure was Southland. No, but the tenure is the number of games, not the number of years. That's not what my Wikipedia said. <laughs> I fact check this uh, later. <laughs> well, fine. Take the question out. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, NZ male cricketer has the most wickets was Daniel Vittori. Oh, nice. 705. Nice. Nice, Rodri. Thank you. Um, and the number one ranked women's ODI team was Australia. The top try scorer in the Farrah Palmer Cup was Crystal Murray. Oh, the prop. Six mm. tries. Nice. nice. Where's she from? Northland. Northland. Just been named in the Big yeah. Friends as well. Me. And the leading try scorers in the NPC are, okay, not probably not the same guy's name, right, but Morsisi Dawai. Yeah, Morsisi Dawai. Rugby. AJ Lamb. Oh, yeah. And Tane Plumtree. So one point each if you got any. Yeah, I knew Tane, he got the hit trick. That's right. Yeah. Um, and the last question was who was the top who test try scorer? And which country did he play for? It was oh, I heard points. <laughs> oh. Um Daisuke Ohata oh, from just... Japan. Oh, what's two? Sixty-nine tries. How many? Sixty-nine. Oh, nice. That was the end. Who got the most points? Nice. Perfect. <laughs> nice work, Hope. Cool. One, two, three, four. And five, what questions did you get right? There's four. Three. Ooh, tough. Seven. Oh, seven Ooh. equal. Hey, hey. We got a tie. Easy dub. No, <laughs> it's a tie. You just cheated a couple of times. <laughs> Nice week. Nice. Hope.
Yeah, challenging. Mm, great quiz. Thanks, guys. Put lots of effort into it. Might have to fact check with uh, Ez mm. next time. Yeah. It's filthy. Quizmaster's <laughs> always right, though. So, uh, Look, I'm going to go a quick round of facts here. Uh, hacks away. So we're going to do uh, some quick hacks facts uh, regarding animals. Just random. Just come up with a random subject. And number one. Uh, the heart of a shrimp is located in its head. Yep, in its head. A snail can sleep for up to three years. It's a long time. Three years for a snail to sleep. It's like hope uh, on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the this is a good one. The fingerprints of a koala are so indistinguishable from humans mm. that they have on occasions been confused at a crime scene. <laughs> That's weird, eh? Slugs have four noses. Just four. Elephants are the only animals that can't jump. <laughs> uh, a rhino's horn is made up of hair. Does Hope want to say goodbye first before she? <laughs> you living now? <laughs> um, are you off? Yeah, I'm off. Bye, guys. Have a great week. <laughs> Good luck for netball. Good luck, Hope. Good luck, Hope. Just in the future, there's no half pods, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do my quiz and then leave. <laughs> um, it's possible to hypnotise a frog by placing it on its back and gently stroking its stomach. <coughs> its stomach huge, not here. Uh, it takes a sloth two weeks to digest its food. And this, this is another good one. Nearly 3% of the ice in Antarctica glaciers is penguin piss. Penguin urine. Mm. 3%. It's mm. <laughs> a lot of ice. Uh, usual love this one. Uh, a cow gives nearly 2,000 glasses of milk in its lifetime. Thank you. Appreciate it. 2, how many? Or how much? Two, two, oh, sorry, 200,000. It's a lot of milk. In its lifetime. Like one, one cow. One cow gives. 200,000 glasses of milk. 200,000 glasses. So <coughs> what's that? 50,000 bottles. Worth. No, it'd be less, wouldn't it? So 200,000 glasses. Yeah. Oh, how many, yeah, how so. many glasses in a bottle? Like maybe, oh, it could be five or six. So. In a litre bottle. Looking at about... Six mm. classes. Good math, anyone? Good math. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at it. Yeah. Last couple. Giraffes have no vocal cords. Giraffes have no yeah. vocal cords. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think there's uh, giraffes and Benny Martin. Benny, you're on the one, mate. It's just a joke, brother. Catch on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, kangaroos can't fart. Um, an ostr ostrich's eye is bigger than its brain. And lucky last to finish. Oh, no, I'll do two to finish. Around 50% of orangutans have fractured bones due to falling out of trees on a regular basis. It's funny. And frogs can't vomit. 
if one absolutely has to, then it vomits out its entire stomach. It's hex facts with fridge. Good stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, anything grind your gears over lockdown? I had a few and I was like, I should remember that. Yeah, so have I. Yeah. I was well, you about you should. I mean, it's your segment. Yeah. So you need to just <laughs> chop them down the phone. Yeah, Bring them to yeah a, I'll yeah. do that in the future. During lockdown. Probably people that cancel plans mm-hmm. or go to Old Coney um, on the weekends. <laughs> Forgot to mention Hex Away uh, for this party. He'll be back next week. Suspending a suspension. Oh, obviously, the main grinding of gears is when, as soon as you go to lockdown, people start buying toilet paper hmm. or, or panic buying. That's obviously a, a general gear grinder. I don't know what that is. Eh? Mm. Like, are people just sitting on one roll at home or like four, you know, lockdown? Yeah. By five packs. Just shitting themselves constantly. Yeah. You got a road rage um, related. Well, haven't been driving much to be fair, so not a lot of one one, one <laughs> was, you know, obviously you're here, so it'd be wrong if we didn't. Had a head chance to come down. Yeah. What, what, one one that I don't enjoy on the road is when people um are indicating to turn into a side street or a driveway or whatever, um and there's actually a lane dedicated for them to do that, but they just indicate from the Mm. The main mm. name that you're on, yeah. that's what's one that, that uh, gets me sometimes. I don't know how people, I don't know whether they just don't see that lane or mm. whether they just think um, it's up to them where they want to indicate from. That grinds my gears. And finals related, leading into NRL, the players that stay down. Yeah, yeah that war, um, Warriors-Raiders game. Oh. That was, Raiders were doing all the time. That, that grinds my gears a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it does. Yeah. You know what grinds my gears? Pharmacies that tell kids to put a mask on and then proceed to, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, won't finish that one. <laughs> Muppets. Yeah. Um, story time with Ezra. Yeah. Um, one, one, one that I wanted to share was actually from quite a, quite a while ago. It's probably maybe six or seven years ago. We had a call at, um, at um, HR um, around a young kid in Christchurch who I think was only 14, 15 at the time, but he had size 16 feet. And um, and his parent and his rugby coach had exhausted every option in terms of um, looking online and obviously going into stores and they just couldn't find any boot in that size. Um, so, the yeah, the, the, the magic of, I guess, um, clicking that email on to, um, you know, hoping that someone would be able to um, help this young boy out I can't remember his name. Surname was Schwinky, though. I think it was a young island boy out of Christchurch. And um, this email got to the ABs, and then it got to Luke Romano, because Luke Romano um, wears size 16. And it was great that Luke is obviously Christchurch-based. And um, within a couple of days, uh, Luke made a drive down to, I think it's Linwood College, I think, Mm. or Linwood High School. Uh, Made a drive down there to meet with the kid and um, had a couple of beers pairs of boots for him nice um so yeah just just one of those things one of the nice um things that um you know i used to manage um the emails that come in by fan zone by the oblix.com website and um there's a there's a lot of them that um 
I, I just couldn't I just couldn't send on to um, other departments because it was or you know and fair enough that so after the All Blacks lose that people just feel that there's a opportunity there just to have a bit of an event and send it to us and and we're meant to let you know Steve Hanson and Graham, Graham Henry know that they can't coach and um, and that kind of thing, but a lot of it we just have sort of standard responses, you know, just to mm-hmm. kind of. And, and I guess it's more just you kind of flip it and you see that people are passionate about the game, which is what we want to see. So we kind of go back to them and let them know that we've received their email and um, you know we appreciate their support. And but you know people will find something to have a bit of a, a rant and a rave about. Um, but but on the other side, it's awesome that when people can reach out and and we can obviously help out a young kid. Anything we can do to keep them in the game is is the most important thing. So that was just one that kind of sprung to mind nice. as I was driving nice. here tonight. Yeah. Um, just on that, uh, I remember years ago, I used to really used to dig the All Blacks website. I think I've mentioned this before, and uh, I used to read all the player diaries that come up. So a real good insight. I feel like they could do more in that, around their socials. I know there's, there must be some someone that follows the team around. Because when those little videos drop, like in the sheds, um, they catch up with them during the week. Man, I could watch hours of that. Eh? Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Guess that I don't want to let everything out, but I reckon more videos and stuff like that would be mint. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Actually, it's um, it's something that, that kind of we 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 talk about around the office as well. Mm. Um, but I you know, I love the content that they um that they do. You know, at the moment, we so basically they've they've got two. Uh, like a, a, a digital content person, a videographer that travels with the team now. Uh, one of the boys actually is from, he plays at Pornicke, but he's been lucky to get on the last couple of junkets with the ABs and just, nice. you know, 24 seven, which is, oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. We, um, we actually had another guy, Sean, who used to follow most of the national teams around. So he'd go and do the whole seventh circuit, you know, like, you know, you know, you off to, this was when they had 10 legs. He'd go to Dubai, South Africa, Hong Kong, mm. Aussie, um, Vegas, and he'd come back, and then um, you know he'd, he'd have a you know a couple of months off maybe, and then he'd jump in with the Maoris and they'd go to you know um, like last a, couple of years ago. Bro, that's a doco there. Yeah, you know, people yeah. watch it for a <clears throat> yeah. couple of seasons during the year. Yeah, and yeah. would he be a part of the squad? He'd be, he'd be part. Like he's like oh. fully immersed. Like mm. the All Black management team has grown considerably in the last decade, I reckon, you know, 10 years ago, um, they probably had maybe 10 or 11 in that management team, which was your standard three coaches, your manager, mm. your nutritionist, um, or, or full-time, it'll be your three coaches, your manager, uh, that have an SNC, that have an analyst, that have a physio, a doc, um, and then a, a logistics guy. Um, but it's grown that the nutritionist will just drop in and out, mental skills will drop in and out. Video, videographers will literally come in and get some content and then, again, just drop in and out. But that team's blown out. It's double the size now, at least. Um, but, yeah, like you say, around the content, going back to that, um, it, yeah, it, I, I love what they do around the sheds they, and, and getting the players to actually mm. front the, you know, kind of um, conduct the interview, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, yeah, but like you say, there is, there, there's so much more that can be done. Uh, like you say, there's obviously some that, you know, they can't really kind of, um, they can't be kind of be, we can't be kind of what's the word not privy but you know sort of there's some areas but like you say we need to do more of that uh, it'll be awesome to see um, so yeah, yeah fingers crossed absolutely dream job eh? like I'd, I'd love to just someone just goes look he's your videographer he's your editor and then you're able just to come up with creative stuff like we kind of do here I'd be mad um, 
quick uh, little talking point, only a couple. But I wanted to ask you guys, if you're the Aussie coach, um, like if you landed the job right now, how would you fix that Aussie team? What are you looking at to fix that team? Like I know a lot of people like, mate, just drop, uh, was it Cooper? Cooper back in there. I'm not, I'm not sure he'll fix that team. You have a hell of a lot more um, experience than the current team there. Oh, I feel for that kid. Eh? Mm. I feel for him, man. Um, but yeah, what are the first kind of couple of things that you're looking to either change or <coughs> develop in that, in that team to, to fix them? Because Dave Rene's, I feel sorry for him, bro. Mm. Like we thought when, um, who was that Canterbury coach that went over there? Robbie Deans. Yeah, Deans went over. Um, and then he got kind of shafted with just bad teams. And now he's over there. <laughs> the same is happening from him. It's just bad for his rep. But mm. what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really, really hard question because, um, <coughs> like, to be honest, I, I rate Rennie as a really good coach and oh, I have no doubt he's probably got a plan in place. But unfortunately, he only can do so much with the kettle you're given. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think Australian rugby has the kettle at the moment. So for him, I think it's more playing that long game um, and just trying to get good systems and starting from, like, they've got a good junior system because they've had a few few years where they've actually gone and been New Zealand juniors under 20s and stuff like that so I think invest and they probably are investing a bit more time into their junior setup so they can bring them along and up in their skill set like you mentioned earlier we just don't think that they've got the same skill set as what the All Blacks have so trying to get there early and instilling that in their work ethic and culture early um, and it might take a few years to come through but eventually that sort of is going to come through so I think for them I don't think it's a quick fix at the moment it's more playing the long game I think now though um, if they are wanting a quick fix, the only and I know there's been talk about it at the moment, but the, the rule that they've touted as the Gitto rule, um, they probably just need to squash that and just go the South Africa route where they just pick anyone from around the world, regardless of how many tests they've played and stuff like that. They just need to be able to pick whoever, regardless if they're playing in, in Australia or had so many tests. So I think they need to probably not close off any anyone and having those options. So that would be, be for me, but yeah, no real easy fix at the moment because, yeah, I just don't think they've got the, the player base here to do it. Is he? Yeah, I agree. I agree. You can only do so much with the cattle that you have. Um, for, for me, there's, there's, there's so many layers to this. You know, like, um, I, I, I think they need a homegrown coach. I, I, to me, Renz is, you know, is, is a fantastic coach. Mm. He's, he's great for them and, and hopefully he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll get the success that he deserves. And, um, but, I don't know, like, for, for me, the the top job in Australian rugby needs to be an Australian. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I look back to the years that they were really successful around Rob McQueen and Eddie Jones and that. You know, 15, 20 years ago, um, they were beating us a lot more often than they are now. Um, um, the Bledisloe was, it was never a done deal. Like, you know, it was literally, it was sitting on the edge of your seat thinking, are we going to win, you know, mm-hmm. to and fro there for period A. Um, but there's, there's, like I was saying, there's so many different layers. I think they're not, I didn't, they didn't Australian coach. Public schools need to be, because um, uh, at the moment, I think it's really just they rely on the private yeah, um, yes. schools, that, that, that system. So there's a lot of work that needs to go at that grassroots thing. Huge mention the 20s and the schools have been now our, our teams over the years when they've been able to get the best of the 16, 17, 18, 19 year old kids together. Um, but 
yeah, there's there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that need to that they need to you know they even went through a period where they were pulling guys you know from across the code like you've seen Follow, mm. Kamako Hunt, you know Matty Matty Rogers, Tuchitukiri, Wendell Saylor, um, you know they've they've tried a kind of a quick fix, but um yeah there's there's a yeah I, I just think they need to back um back their juniors and kind of. Yeah, I mean, for for us as as All Black fans, you know, we 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 love having this dominance, but at the same time, it, it'll be great if um yeah if um you know like they get the couple of years ago they were the twenties team beat us a couple of times um just a couple of years ago you know so we need to they, they need to that group needs to graduate through um yeah but it's not yeah it's not as easy as um as there's a lot of things that they need to kind of factor in and hopefully they can sort yeah. that soon. They need to retain players as well. Like um, one of the biggest stars coming through was that Joseph Swali from um, that's playing for the Roosters now. So they're losing that battle at the moment, I guess, to keep players in the game when it's a bit of a battle between uh, league and union. Um, same as these others, like Angus Crichton was a union star. Um, Cooper Cronk back in the day was a union star. Um, guys like that have sort of been lost to union because they've gone, because league's been a bit more of an attractive offer and how they recruit, I guess. So, um, yeah. Probably needs to be a bit of work put into that area as well, trying to retain those players. Nice. Um, <clears throat> I know you touched it on briefly before, just around short term kind of fixes. It's a lot of kind of long term stuff there, and which is cool. Um, some things that I, I feel like, like just around the identity and their culture within the team. Look, I don't think I think they've gone away from what what they used to be. Good or bad, I don't know what what it is. I just feel like they're doing things that they never would have done in the, not in the past, but that they might be uncomfortable doing. You know, it's not natural for them to do and stuff. Um, the other thing was, uh, I think, like forwards-wise, like they used to have some real tough blokes in that forward pack um, back when they used to win and stuff. Um, I think they need tough forwards. Like if you needed a fix, like, if I lost the two first tests to, to the ABs, then I'm trying something different in that third test because you still need to try to, you know, win win now. Would you not have contemplated bringing in uh, who's that first five that plays second five as well? Sure, more, more. more. Like bring him in mm. to maybe start it or finish a game, give the kid, you know, 40 minutes, go out there, do your thing, um, and try to develop him that way because I don't know, I, I feel like. They need the kind of results on the board, like this year as as well. You know, if they lose every game in this championship, then they're still rebuilding next year. I, I don't see much, them getting much out of it. Um, still love it though. Mm. <laughs> still a Kiwi, but the longer and longer they start to lose like this, you start feeling sorry for those guys, mm-hmm. and it's coming from me. Yeah, but we know as soon as they win the Blitters, though, you're going to hate Fage as well because I'll be so cocky about it as well. Yeah. I don't want them to win the Blitters. Like. A bit like when New South Wales won it after so many years, just the cockiness <sighs> coming out of them. One of this year, too. <laughs> Guys going on your one-year win streaks, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice good chat around that. Um, Favourite players of any era? Last question before we wrap up. Club, super, international. You guys got any come to mind? Growing up um, here at Patoni, 
Um, my favourite player was Lawrence Helena because uh, he was, um, at the time, I was playing a bit of junior footy here and he was playing for our Premier team. Uh, he was playing in the same position. Um, and then he became an all-back. Um, and there's actually, it's funny you, um, I think, Fred, you sent a link out to one of the um, those old school docos on the All Blacks playing offshore from the late 80s, early 90s, I think, mm. the other day. There's actually a really cool, um, I think it's a good band in the rugby. It might be that one or it might be another one where the All Blacks went to, it might have been even been, I don't know if it was a 91 World Cup because I don't think Lawrence went with the ABs that year, but it might have been a tour maybe the year before that. And the All Blacks were sponsored by Canterbury and they all had kind of these ugly rugby jerseys. It was just disgraceful what they were wearing. It was <laughs> that's, ca- that's terrible, yeah. But while every other player was wearing a, a kind of a, a different Canterbury top, um, like a Harlequin one or whatever, and he was wearing his Petoni jersey <laughs> during an All Black training run. And I remember I got some, I'll show you guys some photos soon. Um, but yeah, but but just, yeah, so for me, because it was tangible, like, and, and you, you could kind of like, as a kid, you can go down to the wreck and watch Lawrence and Eddie could, you know, like go down and stand, you know, lean on the on the gate as the players either came on or came off the field. You can go up and say hi to him and you can kind of tap him on the yeah, shoulder yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, so for me, my first real rugby kind of hero was probably him in terms of locally. But in terms of um, internationally, it was probably Michael Jones, like the Iceman. Um, yeah, just, just the way that he just transformed that position. I mean, obviously, we've seen, you know, the likes of Cronfeld and um, Richie obviously go on. But, you know, having watched rugby for, you know, most of my life, um, he he was kind of, he was the goat for me. Like, he probably looking back, he still is. Like, he just, yeah, um, just all of a sudden became this guy who just could be that link between, you know, um, not only the forwards and the backs, but also that tight in the loose game. Um, so yeah, him for me, and then um, and then another one when Samoa kind of had that dream run in '91 uh, was a guy Apollo Perilini. Mm. Yeah, he played. Um, Apollo. He played uh, on the on the flank, and also played number eight. And I actually met his son. Um, I'm just trying to remember his name. I think it's Noah. Played Perilini. He played uh, NZ schools about three four years ago. Cool. Um, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah, and asked him. How, I mean, I don't know Apollo, but I know he's doing some awesome things in Dubai. Runs an academy and that, but. Just said to, said to him about his dad and said, man, your dad was the man. And he was quite sort of um, embarrassed about it. But I think he, you know, I mean, he obviously grew up as a kid and watched his dad play footy. And I think, um, you know, when you get kind of guys of our generation um, talking about his dad, you know, he, he probably, it probably kind of then hit home as to, man, you know, my dad was actually pretty good, mm. uh, pretty decent. So, yeah, those are probably the three that come to spring to mind for me anyway. That's cool. Eh? And we are of the age now where, you know, our, our heroes and people that we liked are now kind of older parents and you see their kids starting to play footy and come through now. You'll be seeing that as well, eh, Huge, when you're, when you're playing the, um How about you, Huge? Any, any favourite <coughs> players out there? Oh, yeah, I've got, got a lot. But um, I guess for me, for club, um, so I didn't play junior rugby here. I grew up in Wanganui, obviously. So my has been a bit shorter than what Iz has had. But obviously coming here as an 18-year-old, um, and sort of watching the older guys come through. I know I've spoken about him quite a lot, but Tank um, would have been one of those guys that just loved playing, just a guy of his size and just do the things that he could do. Um, so it was cool seeing him play and obviously fortunate now that he's a good friend as well. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, quite a, all those guys that sort of took me under their wing when I first joined the club, but being able to sit back and watch them play and how they performed, I sort of learned a lot from them. Um 
probably a bit biased here in terms of uh, front row is actually my my favourites. But the other one was in talking about the other day watching some old school rugby. But Olo Brown, it's um, like just loved the majors. And even watching that game, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, playing um, Aussie, I think it was, and just watching him, just the work that he does, like not just scrummaging, obviously outstanding scrummager, but um, just around the field as well. Like he was a real dominant ball carrier, made quite a lot of tackles for a prop. So and just went about his job. Yeah, without much fanfare as well, yeah. um, which I quite appreciated, which was pretty cool. Um, watching that, another international player as well that I really liked that I watched, watched another game of as well was um, Oz Durant, um, who was sort of similar, who was just a, a man mountain. Um, but again, went around, his, his, uh, done his job without much fanfare and got the job done. So those guys, so yeah, pretty front row heavy. Uh, mm. Super rugby-wise, um, I used to love watching Tana play. Um so I remember it was just always good, eh? Yeah. So growing up in Wanganui, we'll um, every now and again we'll make the, the trip down to Wellington or go up to um, New Plymouth to watch a game. And I remember that one year when he sort of really broke out. Um, he was scoring like three tries. I remember going to watch him in um, New Plymouth. He, I think it was Northern Transvaal yeah. back in the time. He scored three yeah. tries in that game. And just watching them play live, it was just like, wow, this guy's amazing. And then again, being able to come down to Petoni and get to meet him and. Stuff like that was pretty cool. So just watching him and Super Rugby was 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 awesome, I reckon. Along with him and, and Cully, obviously, is the other obvious one. Mm. So, yeah, that'll be some of my... And, but I could go on forever, but that'll be just some that popped into my head. Yeah, I guess a couple for me, it may be even kind of club NPC level. I remember uh, when the old man used to have out in the club captain's office and I used to walk around here. And the Lions used to train down here as well. And like you'd have like Bill Cavabuddy walking around, and even just the, the Petoni lines, like Marty, uh, Jason Howland and stuff walking around. But like I was just the annoying little kid that always used to talk to them. I'd always go up to them when they'll. Um, you remember the wooden strapping table that used to be down there? I'm not sure if it's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to get strapped up, and I used to just stand there and watch them ask them a bunch of questions. They must have been pissed off, eh? <laughs> just this little kid bugging them. Um, all the brown ones, one for me. Uh, it was just weird seeing a an all black because he was probably one of the few ABs that just looked genuinely looked like an older Samoan uncle <laughs> that was just playing for the All Blacks. You know, just looks like he hopped out of his taxi and straight into an All Blacks jersey or something like that. Like he, he, that's just what he looked like. Um, you know, one thing I miss is the big number eights, like the Isatola Marcus, um, Sioni Luaki kind of mm. big number eights. There's just not many of them around anymore. They're just big ball runners. Are there any mm-hmm. that you can think of? It's probably all relative now, though, as well, because everyone else is caught up in size. So yeah. you don't, they probably don't stand out as much. But, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you look at it, um, Akira's a pretty big, mm-hmm. big guy, so you'd look at him as one. But yeah, I see what you mean. They, I think they probably move towards more the workhorse type number eight now, mm-hmm. one that can yeah, do a lot more work, like the Arties and the um, oh, guy from the Chiefs, Luke Jacobson. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, Akira looked like uh, Kaino on the weekend to me. Mm. Just the way he was defending as well. He'd done a couple of like big contacts and started dragging the player back towards the yeah. zone well, line. Uh, I mean, his career's going probably a similar path to Jerome. Like Jerome, I know he got his international call up pretty young um, and he had that shocker of a test day and sort of missed out for a few years and then all of a sudden he came back and he was just a dominant force. So yeah. hopefully his trajectory is the same, same way as Kaino goes and we'll be talking about him in the same same light going forward. I like how the ABs kind of set those two kids up, both Yone brothers, where they brought them in. Everyone was like, give them a chance, let them play. 
but they just held them off, kind of developed them a bit. And now I reckon they're just absolutely ready, yeah. Like just just being a bit patient on there. And I reckon Rico's a wee, wee more mature now, to be honest. Yeah. Like he, you know, I mean, he's still, there's still the odd thing where, he, you know, we see, we saw even last year he scored a couple of tries, got up and then just, you know, fold yeah. his arms and give the crowd a bit of a... So, but um, on the weekend, you would have seen him run down um, Tom Banks mm-hmm. when Banks had a couple of pairs inside him and Rico was like, you're not going to get past me. And he kind of just gave him the odd finger and said, no, 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 not on my watch or something. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe Rico of 12 months, 12, 18 months ago might have given him a bit of lip as well. Yeah. But I think, you know, he's he's kind of just learned to kind of temper that. And I think he understands now, you know, when you've got Sebu Reese and you've got George Britt sitting on the bench and that, you know, he's, man, he, he's got to he's got to stay on top of his game to kind of hold a spot. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe people internationally kind of sleep on that. And I think Sonny Bill said it the other night that better people make better All Blacks, mm-hmm. you know, that whole thing. And I know Dickhead's policy about how much that's actually woven into their fabric or into their culture as a team. Because other people try to replicate it, but it's just not genuine. Like it's, you know, it's always stories about these Zappies um, loading their own gear. Now everyone does it. Like it's not coming from a place of. You know, just genuine care. Uh, uh, absolutely. And, like, <clears throat> that's exactly right. Like, Steve Hansen really drove that. Like, you know, Graham Henry obviously did as well. But when Steve Hansen took took over, he was the absolutely no dick, no, don't, mm. no dick kids policy. Like, mm. he was, uh, and they talk about the sweeping the sheds. It's check it's, it's walking around. At the end, right at the end, while everyone's kind of, so what they do is they, they go on, they're in the shed for about a good, it's a good hour and a half, to be honest, in the shed because, they got to do a bit, a bit of media, you know, a couple of guys get on the table and need a bit of a rub or whatever, get something checked, have a shower, have a drink. And then what they do is, um, you know, they'll get together and have get into a bit of a huddle. Shag will say something, uh, Rito or, or Richie or whoever will say something else. Um, then they'll do like a team song or chant like something and then they finish and then everyone, you know, most, most of it's all clean up because they've, they've all, you know, like there's no, like here at Club Leal, like the guys will have a, have a drink and then cups will just go on the floor They'll come and they'll, they'll shake their, their boots <clears throat> in the changing room, not outside. They'll take tape off, throw it on the floor. It's someone else's job. Mm-hmm. But it, honestly, and I'm not just, I'm not saying this because, you know, just to sound nice, the AB is seriously, it's it, it's, it's about being good people. And Steve Hansen's walking around pouring out half-drunken power bottles, throwing them in the bin, right at the, he's the last guy to leave because he's doing that final sweep. Mm-hmm. And that's what he expects from, you know, he holds his players accountable and they all, they will do that. And that whole loading thing, man, that 2000 World Cup, like there's the Asian officers and that's their job to do that. But players are, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, some of them will come back from dinner and we're loading gear into the truck because the truck's got to leave because we fly out the following day. Players might come back from having uh, a little a drink or two here and there or something with their day off or whatever meal. They'll, you know, they'll, all of a sudden, you know, their jacket comes off or whatever. They'll help load, you know, you don't like, it's just, it's, mm. it's not, just you know, uh, kind of a nice to hear. It, it, to be honest, that's what's expected yeah. of them, and it's drummed in, and yeah. and they all do it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. Um, <clears throat> might have been on All Blacks Instagram page again, um, but they had the guys after training, obviously loading all the hit shields and back back in the truck. And you look up, and it's actually um, Fozzie's up in the truck, actually grabbing it <laughs> and stacking all the the bags and stuff in there. It's pretty cool, and it's it's cool that that. That cultures because a lot of different codes talk about that as well. How the All Blacks, you mm. know, sweep the sheds and stuff like that, and it's so many people have adopted. Like for my 19s, that's something I've been driving with them, and thankfully, it's actually 
uh, catching on because then you sort of don't know like you think oh, I might just been a bit too hairy hard out here and mm. uh, telling them all the stuff and culture but then it sort of comes back when we went down to Blenheim and we're on the ferry on the way back late night and we got off the ferry and this lady comes up to me and she goes oh excuse me you're in charge of these boys and I was thinking oh shit what's happened here and she go, I said oh yeah yeah I am um, all are good and she goes yeah I just want to say how polite and well-mannered your, your boys are they uh, waited for me to get off and you they let me go through and, uh, and ahead of them and stuff like that so I just want to you know commend you for mm. the boys and I was mm. like oh shit that's actually yeah. making a difference which is pretty cool to hear yep that's the one eh? mm. <laughs> good people man just in, in any aspect in life as well that's the thing yeah yeah so yeah. I like kind of people are the best bro yeah so I can't stand when you see these videos or shit happen that's really bad you know just that's awesome yeah. Mint, well, weekend ahead. Um, ABs versus RG. Yep, on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday seven mm. kickoff. Mm. Yeah, it's good kickoff time. Uh, ABs thirty plus. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if it's closer than that. Yeah, yeah. Do we play them to twice in a row, and then we play South Africa mm. after we break or something? Uh, or is it just follow on? Yeah, it might be a week in between. I think. I think you're right. Yeah, but we play South Africa. I think maybe Townsville and the Gold Coast, but I'm pretty sure that Gold Coast one's first, and that'll be the hundredth test. Mm-hmm. So yeah, who's a lot? Who's hundredth oh, test? test between the All Blacks and South Africa. Oh yeah. Wow. So there's yeah, it's a big big occasion. <clears throat> it's a good little build up then. RG oh, yeah. twice and then the yeah. Um... I'm actually more interested. I mean, not. I mean, obviously we're interested watching the ABS Pumas, but I'm actually more interested in. And if the Wallabies could even get close to the, to the Springboks this weekend as well. Well, that's the thing. It's a good Sunday. So you got New Zealand, Argentina, then 10 o'clock that night is Aussie, South Africa. Mm. So. South Africa comfortably? You would yeah. think. You would think. Yeah. They're confident, South Africa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah. That's why I don't know why Aussie were pushing this tournament so hard. You know? It's <laughs> like, relax. Like, it wouldn't surprise me now if they just lose every game. Well, yeah. Well, yeah now you guys can just chill in your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it just goes on. Yeah, so it's just okay. New Zealand, RG, and then Strange Africa twice as well, which is cool. There's no interview tour this year, is there? No, there is. There is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So think, uh, no, no, we, we don't play England and Wales, I think, so we play, oh, it must be, Ireland, we definitely play England, and then the other one we don't play is either Isles or uh, Wales or Ireland. So it's one of those we play Scotland and we play Italy. Yeah. Oh, so um, do the guys that are back here rejoin the squad at some point? Rejoin the squad, um, like Aaron Smith and yeah, yeah, Virginia, like yeah, yeah. So they play this rugby championship. Come home. I don't. They, I don't know. Yeah, because it's. I don't know. Yeah, I think they've just bro. they've just planned. Well, I'm just looking at the schedule now. So, yeah, they November 7th, they play. So, they play South Africa on on it. Yeah, it must be straight into it. Yeah. Because it's they play South Africa on October 2nd. Then October 24th, so there's a couple of weeks break. They play USA. Is mm. that 14 weeks, I hope? They're away for? Yeah. yeah, it's about that. Then they play Wales. Yep. And then they have Italy. Scotland. And Ireland. Oh, Ireland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all good for the same. And then guys. France. <laughs> exactly. But those family men must find it so hard. Eh? Yeah. So last game, November 21. Yeah. And then they'll get a good old break before Super Rugby. Mm. 
So yeah, so end of year tour for the ABs, and we haven't spoken about it, but Black Ferns have obviously got a mm. end of year tour as well. Their squad was named the other day, so mm. yeah, some good rugby to look forward to. Yeah, yeah real good rugby. Mm. Awesome. Uh, lastly, before we uh, head around the table, um, big farewell to Faye and Lucy, uh, our English uh, players that come over and played for the Ponies. I think Faye done a couple of seasons, mm. and Lucy joined us this year. Uh, they head back home next week, I think it is. Um, they've had pretty pretty awesome time here at the club, and got everyone got to know them, and and uh, they love love the old beer and stuff. Uh, but uh, we we'll say a big big goodbye to them, um, and safe travels uh, around the table. Plans for the rest of the week, boys. Yeah, still working from home on uh, level two. So with how the offices and with it being the Delta one, so it's not a normal sort of level two, we've um, been asked to still work from home uh, for the meantime. So but more of the same, really, with a bit more, yeah, freedom to be able to go out to shops and do that. So apart from that, yeah, not much. Um, back into under-19 rep stuff tomorrow night. So first train tomorrow night, which is be cool to see the boys. Um, they'll probably get run through a Bronco to see if they've been doing any work over... Lockdown. Was that the instruction? Oh, it was. So we've been giving them, um, our trainer's been giving them uh, work programs and we had mini teams as well. So um, each week they had a mini team challenge to do and it was all up for points. Um, Some boys have been exposed yeah, to everyone, Everyone's been sending photos and saying they're doing the training. So um, yeah, we'll soon find out, I guess. <laughs> so good to see, but it'll be good to meet up with them again and hopefully get in and uh, yeah, do some hard work and preparation for next week. And then, yeah, that's about it really. Any no. other baking uh, during lockdown? I know you uh, you made a cake. Yeah, with, a lemon uh, cake. Um, I also made uh, a birthday cake for my nephew Jaden Piper. So, um, which apparently went down well, and actually made some custard squares yesterday. So, Can I just ask about the lemon cake? my favourite. Yeah. Can I just ask about your lemon? So, I, you made a lemon drizzle cake. Yep. Then you made a lemon cake with cream cheese ice. No, so I made um. So the basis for the um the lemon drizzle cake is just the butter cake, right? So you make butter cake and then you get the syrup lemon drizzle and just drizzle over. But oh, then you, I made another oh, so, one, a butter cake, but with a the icing on it. Oh, so your drizzle? Yeah, wasn't. It's just at the end, so you basically bake. No, oh no, but bake. you didn't make your drizzle. You yeah, just yeah. use. Oh, but did you so use? Fresh, so did fresh you use the wine? Pardon? Did you use wine? Didn't put wine in. No. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. It probably. Like with that drizzle cake, yeah. if you added rind into the cake, it'd be way too lemony. Yeah. No, 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 in the drizzle. No. No, I just wanted to know if the yeah. rind was in the drizzle. <laughs> no, nah, no I, don't use, I don't, don't use rind at all, but. Yeah, I'm, mm. I think I made four of those over yeah. lockdown, two for ourselves. I made one for Hack and one for Hope. Um, brother, that was so good, man. My absolute favorite cake at the moment. Yeah. Easy to make, too. Real easy, yeah. So it's good. So you've done that and. Done one more for, uh, yeah, ice, and then we've done one for um, Jaden that had a chocolate icing on it as well. Mm. So it's basically a butter cake, but with mm. different variety, icing or lemon drizzle. Nice. Custard squares were all right. I reckon I could make improvements, though. That was the um, first time make giving those a go. But, um, yeah, there's maybe a few changes I might make on it just to improve it. But um, no. overall, it was all right, though. No. Mm. Custard square fans at all? Favourite. Oh, that's my favourite square. Oh, I might have to see my favourite slice. Yeah, yeah I'll, see if, was, I'll see if I'll bring some in uh, next week. Maybe we'll I think it was the in. first notable slice I remember from childhood. Yeah, that and maybe Lamington. Um, back in the day, Pack and Safe used to do a real good caramel slice, like the best round. Um, 
Oh, and cheese scones as well. I made um, a couple of batches of cheese scones. Nice. Um, so during, so at work we do a, um, every Tuesday we go out and we try and go to different cafes that have different cheese scones. Our, our team's really into it. So during Wellington on a the plate, they actually had at Pravda, had a cheese scone making course. <laughs> and so my team signed up as a bit of a team bonding thing. So we learned that. So busted out a few batches of those scones, which is pretty good. So I have to get my sister to make some, um, she makes a real good cheese scone. Mm. She, she's real good at baking, but she hardly ever bakes that person meal. Have <laughs> <laughs> you had a cheese scone from Vanilla Cafe? From where? Vanilla, vanilla Cafe? Yep. Yeah, yep. it goes good. Yeah, um, the ones around to so Home yeah. Cafe, they, they do a good yeah. cheese scone. It's a good size one yeah. as well, so it's quite it filling. Is, it is quite goofy. Um, goofy. You, you get it's to the counter, goofy, yeah. and it's honestly like Mount Everest. It's sitting there, yeah. and they've got like a million scones sitting on this. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Another they good just, one in our neck of the woods is Avito. Yeah, 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 down they do a good on, cheese yeah, scone. And yeah. also in my building, Mojo, they do I love a chili cheese scone. I know oh, you guys yeah, yeah you guys yeah. don't like, but this one it's not spicy, but it just no. adds a little hint of spice. Mm-hmm. Chili's not bad. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little even bit. in even in Oka, like Samoa yeah. raw fish, a bit of chili is fine, but yeah. not not overboard yeah. as long as it yeah. 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 And lashings of butter. Gotta have lashings of oh, butter on the be cheese scone. Absolutely doused. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have to. Yeah. Um Yeah, nice. Any other... Um, it's baking with huge. Yeah, lock, lockdown baking. <laughs> I've done cookies. Like, I started out, like, red hot and then just fizzled out. Mm. No? No other thing? Did you bake any? Yeah, yeah I did the plain scones. Yeah. Um, oh, or they right. call them English scones and then just had jam and cream. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, jam and cream, mate. Oh, How good. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah. And then, yeah, did the cheese scones as well. <clears throat> and then the banana loaf. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's been... Pretty much. Yeah, I've got a couple of old it. bananas at home waiting to be baked mm. or something. Yeah. Uh, w- Wendy Hartley over at the tennis club there, um, she used to make a good eclair mm. growing up, and then she used to bring in a waffle maker into the tennis club, make waffles with um, cream and jam as well. They were good, man. Shout out to Wendy. Mm. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, up to much uh, for the rest of the week, Kiz? And- yeah, look, uh, pretty exciting. On the work front, we, uh, we're we going to name... Three teams actually in the next couple of days: uh, an NZ Schools team, an NZ Barbar Schools team, and then a NZ well, NZ Barbar's under eighteen team actually. So, um, obviously, guys that um, have missed out on the schools team will sit in that Barbar's team. But we're actually going to call it an under eighteen team. We want them to be as competitive as possible. So there'll be three or four school leavers in there, guys who've just just uh, finished school, and then we're naming a. A New Zealand Māori under-18 team as well. So those three will actually play uh, in October, first week of October, so campaign. We're still trying to confirm whether it'll be here or in Palmy. At the moment, it'll be either Wellington or Palmy. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're just sort of casting it wide, reached out to New Plymouth and Hamilton as well because it's going to be during school holidays and, and obviously there's some existing bookings. So uh, in terms of venues, we will know in the next maybe three, four days, but um, those teams will be announced in the next day or two. And it'd be pretty cool to bring 75 of the best mm. young rugby players um, in New Zealand uh, into uh, into the one venue, which would be cool. So at this stage, the Māoris will play both the Barbas and the schools in a sort of a, uh, they'll have a half each. And then um, at the end of the week, um, schools and Barbas will, take on each other and a fully fledged head out so potentially it could be the curtain raiser to a NPC game for Wellington between Wellington and Canberra I think so yeah hopefully that all uh, yeah goes to plan 
But um, yeah, so yeah, so I've been working, I guess, in the background to try and get this campaign off the off the ground. But um, yeah, obviously, there's still just a bit niggly with Auckland players, obviously, still in level four. So we've just got a couple of contingencies. If we can't uh, access um, a decent chunk of Auckland players, we'll we'll have to go without them. But hopefully not. But um, we need to get this in before the uh, under eighteen camps, which will happen the following week. But um, yeah, that's just on the work front. But yeah, no, just happy to be in level two and. Yeah, we'll get into the office at the end of the week and, yeah, connect with um, some of the colleagues, which would be cool. Right. Um, so something I forgot to mention uh, earlier, uh, just Stan Walker. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't heard Ultra Light Beam, his cover, got to get on YouTube and listen to it. Eh? I'm filthy that it's only had like 270,000 like, views. It should have millions, bro. Mm. Like it's one of the, like, hands down, honestly, the best vocal I've ever heard come out of New Zealand. Yep. Easily. Um, and I, I don't know why he hasn't cracked it yet. Or he hasn't crossed over, yeah. I, I remember when he came out, you know, with that initial uh, audition, eh? Yeah. Um, who were the three? It was Marsha Hines. It was... Who were the other guy? They called Dicko or something yeah, like Dicko, that. And, and then there was another guy. But I remember he came out. He was, what, 17? Yeah. If that. Um, ordinary People. Yeah, yeah, John Eaton, yeah, and I straight off the bat, I was like, "This kid is going to be something, man." Yeah, you think of obviously what he's been through as well in terms of his health, that cancer scare as well. Mm. Like, so Mate, the second to... he started talking in the audition, I was like, "This kid is not a Aussie, mm. but he's going to win that comp." Mm. And shame on them. Yeah, sang uh, Hallelujah, didn't he? His... Yeah, during it, mm. uh, wasn't his audition one? No, it was ordinary people. Oh, it was ordinary people. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, he killed every song that he done mm. in that competition. Yeah, yeah. then he moved back home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so good. Mm. Amazing that he hasn't cracked it in the states yet. Yep. Mm. So yeah, if you haven't listened to it, look it up on YouTube. Uh, Stan Walker Ultra Light Beam cover. I think it's a Kanye West cover. Uh, it's mad, absolutely mad. Uh, here's a quick question before you wrap it up, Rich. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you know now that we're on the talk, <clears throat> talk around, obviously we talk about Australian Idol, but expected whatever. Um, just one of your favourite auditions <laughs> across uh, 20-odd years that we've been watching Australian Idol, um, you know, New Zealand Idol, that they had a run with that X Factor. Mm. Um, what are the ones that What are the ones that got at the moment? The chair, uh, is it? Uh, oh, the voice. The, the voice. voice. We've got, yeah. But is there one, just just one that you would, um, that, that just all these years later you still think, man, and then, you know, we can obviously – Give our listeners uh, something to have a look on YouTube to, yeah. to be wild at. Um, I still watch these auditions all the time. Still follow <coughs> the voice Aussie and the voice um, the States. America's Got Talent, mm. American Idol. Um, and one guy that went on uh, American Idol, he was Italian. I'm pretty sure he's Italian. Um, and he was acting like an absolute goofball. Um and then he was covering Michael Jackson's um, um, what's that one off that had that big ass run in the intro? Um, shit. He covers uh, Who's Loving You? Oh, okay. And bro, he's uh, not perfect, but he's got this gravel. He just absolutely murders the song out of nowhere. He goes through. I don't know what happened to him. Um, that's one that I remember. The other one, uh, 
the very first idol I watch was Ruben Studdard's idol, mm. him and Clay Aiken. Mm. Just Clay Aiken's audition and then Ruben doing Ruben in the Sky. Mm. But, um, yeah, I was all over that show back then. Mm. Mm. It was awesome. Yeah. How about you guys? Nice. Um, one, one that still all these years later was a girl on American Idol called Melanie Amaro. And she sung Listen. I remember her, yeah. Oh, honestly, like just unbelievable. So uh, anyone out there that loves a bit of Beyonce um, and just loves just the raw emotion of, um, you know, like at the time, uh, you know, not, I, I don't like using the word nobody, but obviously someone who, um, yeah, that had never heard before. And I sort of watched her progress, but she sung Listen. Um, was was it X-Factor? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, check uh, check that out. Melanie Amara, A-M-A-R-O, one of many that, yeah. But I remember, too, because they let her go at some point um, before the final show, and then Simon realises he's made a mistake and he <laughs> goes around to her house, tells right. her what we're going to let you yeah. back in. Right. She rips it up. She won, didn't she? Yes, I think she does. Yeah, she may have. Yeah. She does a killer version of uh, one of Michael Jackson's songs on there as well. Um, but she was funny because she was singing and then randomly after one of her performances, because she had an American accent, and then randomly after one of her performances, she was like, uh, this is my real accent. <laughs> she started talking like um, like the Jamaican kind of accent mm, to say yeah. that she was hiding her real accent because she was afraid she wouldn't make it. Yep. You, you got any? Yeah, funny thing is I actually listened to quite a few as well, but I never remember their names or shows. I just listened to a song. Um, one I did, and I had to look him up, just get his name then, but there was, um, I quite like the ones where people come on, they don't look like they're going to have a good voice mm. or um, things like that, and they just <laughs> blow you away. So like the, was it Susan Boyle or yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that? But um, one that was really good was um, there's a, a kid who's named um, Cody Lee. Yeah. And he comes on, got talent, so he's American blind. Idol. Uh, American Idol, one of them, yeah. Can't remember which one. I can't remember the song either, but he was blind and autistic. Oh, uh, yeah. He comes on mm. with his mother. America's Got Talent, yeah, um, yeah. And it was sort of like he's, you know, he's obviously got learning um, disabilities and stuff mm. like that, but he found music and that sort of, and the mother says how it saved his life and stuff like that. And he just goes on, he's blind, plays the piano and sings, and it just sort of blows you away. So it's yeah, stuff like that I quite like. Um, like the the performance itself, if you're judging against other singers, yeah, might not be as good, but just the way that obviously their background and that you sort of the love. So yeah, Cody Lee, if you want to look that up, mm. yeah, and um, he performed. Uh, what was it? Yeah, I was trying to find. Um, there was another couple. I remember they were on. Um, Oh, I can't remember if it was X Factor or what, but there was a, a boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, and I, yeah, I can't remember what their names were, but they went through. I think they ended up winning it, the whole thing. Um, but they were really good as well. But I can't, yeah, I can't remember what their names were. Yeah, that, that Cody Lee guy sung um, Don, Donny Hathaway's A Song for You. Oh, yeah. Classic, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he done an absolute jo- job yeah. on that. Yeah. Golden Buzzer. Eh? Yeah. How inspirational are those Golden Buzzers, bro? Oh, yeah. You ever get teary eyed during those? Yeah, there's yeah. there's been a few of those performances that you you're watching. You go, wow, we. Yeah. Uh, I quite often listen to the voice. Uh, this might be a bit embarrassing. You know, pl- I'll try to play it without looking. And then I'll close my eyes, and then I think I've told you this before. And I only open my eyes if I imagine hitting the button. <laughs> like turning my yeah. chair, I'm like, yeah, good. Last one for me. Um, another one that really stood out was a guy named Elliot Yemen. 
who's on American Idol, Y-A-M-I-N, and he sang a song called Moody's Mood for Love. Um, so check, yeah, check that out if you're looking for something real jazzy and soulful at that young man. Yeah. Moody's Mood for Love. Uh, check that out. Um, Catherine McPhee. She was from American Idol. And who's that um, composer, music producer? And he'd done um, songs of Awful One. And, you know, he'd done that show where he brings out like Awful oh, One. Oh, David Foster. Yeah. Yeah. And she married him. Oh, really? Double range, yeah. Yeah, he, well, he, yeah he's, a, he's, he's got a history. Mate, get him on a piano. He's he is unbelievable. David Foster, yeah, check him out. He's the man. Cat McPhee, yeah. Oh, wow. He's crush on her, yeah. Mm. Nice. Great, great, nice. great chance to finish the yeah, pod here. Yeah. Great way to Random. wrap it up. Yeah. Just do a music pod next time. Mm. Um, cool. Not a, lot, not a lot on for myself this week. Just get, get out of work. What's it tomorrow? Thursday, Friday, and then look forward to the weekend and catching up with a few people. Nice. Uh, but thanks for joining us. Fortnightly pod uh, moving forward and, and things. Hope you guys have been well. Uh, Congrats on making it back out to, to level two. Thoughts with Auckland and run out there. And um, also a quick uh, referral to our posts uh, up on our Facebook page. I know there's been a few losses in the, the last week or two. Um, I'll just direct you guys there uh, with a, a few of the women uh, related to the club um, passing away in the last few weeks. So our thoughts out with those families uh, who have been affected. Um, yeah. So that's us for tonight. Shout out to Hack, who's up the mountain. He'll probably be back uh, next time. So uh, we'll catch you guys bright and early next time. Peace. My Lord. It's soon be done. It's soon be done. We are Patoni Rugby. We are Patoni Rugby. When the whistle blows. When the whistle blows. You know it's blue and white time. You know it's blue and white time. I'm gonna stand with the village beside me. Play for. Play for the ones who win before me. Can't stop. Can't stop Patoni Rugby. We're blue and white until we die.